Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we have got a lot to dig into. We're going to be covering the patch notes that just recently came out. This is patch 2.6.2, and it's bringing with it all of the spooky seasonal stuff for October. We're also going to be diving into a lot of the fixes that are apparently coming in this update. And I got some good questions from the community that I want to dive into because with these updates, it's interesting to think about some of the things that Rare hasn't really focused on or even if this is possible. So we're going to be diving into that as well as a bunch more. So sit back, relax, let's get into it. But before I get into any of this, I have to thank the patrons. They are the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash keelhauled podcast, just like you can to support this content. If you like this podcast, it helps out a ton to uh, support. If you can't, don't worry about it. But I do want to thank the people that are uh, supporting at the captain's tier. So thank you to People's Republic, Elcute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, who's new, thank you for joining up, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Trickster, Jabaro5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Registella, Replicated Flame, Rustbell Kid, Norwegian, Skamelt 666, Sudesh, Captain Tasm, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It really does mean the world to me that you care that much to give me your hard-earned money for this content. You don't have to. It's a free podcast, but I appreciate that you do. So thanks. Let's get into it. First up, I want to let you all know about something that's going on currently. If you're listening to the podcast the day of or the day after, you're still going to have time to be able to get onto Twitch. If you want to pick up the Eastern Winds Sapphire set. Now, there's four items that are available. You can watch them in four hour chunks. You can reclaim them all in one day. I did this all on one day. There's actually an extension for Twitch if you want, if you use Chrome, uh, there's an extension called Automatic Twitch Drops that you can actually put on your Chrome browser. So that way when you're watching different streamers, if they have uh, either channel points or drops or moments, you can actually claim those automatically. You don't have to worry about it. So I've been doing that and I logged on on, I believe it was Friday when they went live because it started up on September 30th and it's going till October 4th, 9 a.m. UTC, which is right at the end of uh, October 3rd. So hopefully you guys have some time to be able to, to get this if you haven't already. Uh, you just need to watch the four hours as far as I understand it and you can claim them after each hour. So uh, you have an opportunity to get all four if you haven't if you haven't already. So uh, just make sure that you are checking this out. Make sure that you are um, getting these if you if you need to. I would definitely recommend it if uh, you have your PC set up and you and you have a few hours to spare. Uh, toss on this automatic Twitch drop uh, extension and you can go AFK. Let them get the viewer count, let you get the drops and you're all set to go. Overall, though, I would say the set is uh, interesting. I'm not sure if I really like the color scheme, but 
It is different. It's new. It's not just the typical stuff that we'd uh, normally get. And I appreciate that. I think it's great that we're that we're going to be able to um, kind of see some of the new set that's coming that's tied to something that uh, has had some controversy and we haven't really seen anyone uh, mess around with it. But I, I do like that we're continuing with the Eastern uh, Winds uh, set and, and we, we're going from Jade to Sapphire now. One of the other things that happened this uh, September 30th was actually the gallery uh, or galley of G grub. Wow, the galley of grub in support of No Kid Hungry. Uh, it was a 24 hour stream uh, in support of the charity for No Kid Hungry, which helps make sure that kids have uh, accessible food so that they don't have to worry about starvation. And there were giveaway and Twitch drops available. Uh, it happened to line up with the Eastern uh, Sapphire set, not Sapphire. Yeah, Sapphire set. I don't know why I'm second guessing myself. It happened to line up at the same time. Uh, a lot of the content creators that were streaming were also given Twitch codes that they were going to be able to give away. And um, I didn't see this. I have to. I have to go off of what uh, my community was talking about. But this actually had um, a sword that was part of the Insider set, uh, the Insider Sapphire set, I believe, that um, was added uh, added as a code so that uh, streamers would be able to give that out. So another situation where it's kind of like um, the obsidian capstan uh, something that I'm not really a, a huge fan of oh you know what I'm sorry this is the gilded phoenix set um, and it was one of the the swords uh, according to what uh, beatnator was saying in uh, the these the chat there so I'm not really a huge fan of this um, I, I really wish that there was another way that people could be able to clear out these sets uh, complete these sets without having to worry about trying to find a code because it's a set that they that they've put out in different ways like the uh, equipment set for the obsidian set only came through uh, the chips ahoy event that came out only in north america in the first year so uh, unless you're getting the obsidian six pack set it's it's really hard to be able to try and get those cosmetics and and a lot of it is tied to um different things that uh, people have to do with streamers so there should be I, I honestly feel like there ought to be a way that people can kind of get this content without having to worry about the rng of uh, winning a, a giveaway um also having to do it through different streamers like you you really have to hunt down and try and get some of these codes um so i, I just i just kind of wish that there was a, a little bit easier way for people to get these than the the current carrot on a stick if you get my my drift or if you catch my drift <laughs> The Style of Fashion uh, or Style of Thieves event or, or online uh, community engagement contest um, came and went. Uh, there were a lot of submissions and uh, four different categories that you could submit your your style for your your uh, appearance or attire. Um, the the rules were pretty simple. You just had to be on a plain background, uh, clearly indicating like what your power is um, and. As far as I know, you were allowed to crop it. I don't know that you were allowed to, um, you weren't allowed to do any kind of filters or anything, edit, edit in any way, but I believe you're allowed to crop it. Um, and I uh, submitted each day, uh, each of the different things. I think it was captains, gold, cosplay, and spooky. Um, and I wasn't able to get any of my current photos uh, picked for the, the, the voting. Uh, but I did see a few community members that I know who managed to to make it into the final 
round. So hopefully they win. Hopefully they're able to get their gloves. Um, and we will have to wait and see what the next event is to see what the next round of themes will be for the style of thieves. And I'll try to try to let you all know about that. Currently, I think skeletons is the current SOT shot. Um, I've already seen some fantastic photos, so I'm not even going to bother at this point because there's no way I can compete with uh, the ones that they've that they've already been doing in there. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there was any other, I think that was it as far as the community, uh, contests. Um, as always, there's the, I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's a capture a code, uh, obsidian, um, six pack and in, in the forums. And it is kind of like another, it is kind of like a, a SOT shot, but it's, it's a more personal one, um, that always goes on in the forums. Uh, I always, I always get the notification from Lizza LaRue, uh, who, if you don't know, is one of the best community members we have out there. Um, and one of the moderators for the actual, um, the, uh, uh, forums out there. And she, she constantly is doing these, uh, these photos. She comes up with her own themes and you just have to submit a screenshot, uh, very much like the SOT shot. And it's always got the obsidian six pack in there. Um, and lately I've been seeing that there's been, uh, obsidian capstans put in there as well too. So this is just through the forums. It's not on any other social media. It's just through there, through Liz LaRue. And uh, I, I went ahead and put a link to it in the uh, Discord server so that folks could kind of keep an eye on this because I don't think a lot of people really think about this. Um, but the uh, the entries um, are, are, are kind of for a few days. Like I think uh, the entries for this uh, were till tomorrow and it was about five days ago. So it's, you roughly get about a week or so for each one. And she does one about once a week uh, for, for as long as I can remember. But if you're looking to get some of that, that uh, th those codes, like I was mentioning, uh, another route that I think a little more unofficial technically, but probably easier to be honest, because um, I think a lot of people don't really think about going to the forums for these these kind of contests. But I figured I'd let you all know about that. Um, give some love over to Liz LaRue because she's fantastic, an amazing prop maker as well, too, and does a ton of work to uh, help kind of make sure that SOT has a really... Uh, a really good community of, of friends and stuff. I got to meet her finally in person at SOT Fest and it was fantastic. She's she's probably one of the best people in the community, hands down. Uh, moving on. I don't usually uh, talk about this too often, but while we're talking about community, I wanted to showcase um, one of the, the community members that has recently come to Sea of Thieves and uh, is probably one of my favorite artists out there. Uh, definitely one of the better uh, better portraits that I've seen. A lot of people really know her, um, but her name is Zuki. And if you've if you've been on Twitter and you've seen uh, like the really beautiful artwork for the Flameheart uh, Junior or or Briggsy or the uh, Seaside picture of Umbra, um, she has been doing artwork for Sea Thieves for a couple of years now, and it's been really great to see her get a spotlight. Um, there's a really nice little uh, write up thanks to uh, Joe Clifford, uh, a senior community manager that was done on the 25th. Uh, I'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes if you want to go check it out. Learn a little bit about her, her gaming history, what got her into uh, Sea of Thieves, things like that. Um, and it does just kind of have like a lot of her artwork kind of showcased. And a lot of it really is tied around to uh, 
some of the different main characters that we've had. You know, you've got Flameheart Jr., you've got Briggsy, you've got Bell, um, you've got uh, some of the other community members, but also like Suds, as well as uh, Duke, the Dark Lord, the Ferryman, all kinds of really nice photos out there. So um, feel free to head over there, give some support to her over on Twitter if you happen to see her, uh, congratulate her on hitting it uh, on the community spotlight again. I don't usually grab these, um, but this was one of those times where I, I felt like she really deserves it. She she spends a lot of time on that artwork. And knowing uh, that this month is October, it's usually Inktober, which is kind of a uh, online thing that happened. I don't even know when Inktober started up, but effectively it's it's 31 days of drawing, right? It's the commitment to draw 30, 31 pieces of artwork based off of uh, different themes. and um, if you don't know the art club, uh, who's is art club in the A R R T, like the R art club, is uh, doing one as well too, um, and I'm trying to help participate in that. Uh, the first day was, um, gosh, what was the Thursday? Lanterns. Okay, it was the first day was lanterns, so I drew the pirate legend uh, lantern because it's my favorite. Uh, today was the or the, as of recording. Today was the trap one, so I drew a couple uh, snakes in front of a, a collector's chest or a captain's chest because they have obvious trap. And um, I'm waiting to find out what tomorrow is. But uh, if you want, you can head over to uh, the Art Club Twitter account, which is A R R T C L U B, uh, or you can head over to the Discord as well to uh, to keep up with Inktober. If you happen to be an artist and you and you like getting a kick out of um, seeing like what other people have been doing. It's been really great. I think one of the best uh, trap photos I saw was a, a, a picture of a sloop with someone on the back canopy and they're just shouting out the word ally and they have the little uh, alliance flag up and little arrows pointing to it, which is uh, the clear indication of the of the uh, the susness of it. And it is called the SS sus or the sus which is great. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's, so that's going on. That's another community event thing that you could be checking out if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, just some really fun stuff that people have been doing out in the, in the wild there. If you haven't been watching streamers and you haven't been keeping up with a whole lot that's going on, uh, a lot of great folks doing some fantastic stuff in the community. So, um, but with that, I think it's time we need to dive into, um, I think the question that I wanted to get into before I do the the patch notes, because uh, I got a question from one of the community members and um, it really did kind of speak to me. I was thinking about uh, what they said because they've been talking to me lately and um, I wanted to address this because you guys help a lot with um, talking in the in, in as far as like what the community is doing, how the community feels about the game. Um, and while they aren't uh, in the the gold hoarder group, uh, for you know the Saturday stream or the Saturday recordings at the end of the month each month um, I still welcome a lot of people's feedback a lot of people's questions through different means and believe it or not I actually got an email uh, so the email um, comes from uh, a gardener I don't know if, if they want me to say their full name or not but uh, they go by the gamer tag uh, most expendable which is fantastic and uh, I figured I'd write this up um, so it's it's a topic that I wanted to address because it deals with uh, Xbox players versus P PC players and not in the way that I think you really are are imagining right off the bat. 
So going to the email, he says, I'm an Xbox player and I haven't seen any content creators address this at all. And that's the inability for Xbox players in parties to hear game chat the same way that PC players on PC Discord chat can. I had hoped that the recent update of Discord functionality to Xbox would change that, but it hasn't. It's exactly the same. You can switch quicker between the two, but Xbox Discord parties are still completely deaf to SOT game chat. It feels like this creates a massive disparity between player bases. Xbox servers are deathly quiet, and Xbox players on PC servers are oblivious to PC players attempting to communicate. Obviously, we can be in game chat all of the time as a solution, but this creates massive issues in battles. With M enemies, enemies, yeah, enemies, uh, hearing all of your callouts and when trying to be clandestine. Also, I'd rather not have random tuckers overhear private and personal conversations that I have with friends. Is this an issue that Rare can address, or is it an Xbox inch issue exclusively? or both. I really thought Discord would be our savior, but it hasn't been. So thank you to the most expendable uh, who's out there and a fantastic fan. I, I really appreciate your feedback all the time that I get it. Um, and I talked to a few people about this. Uh, you know, I put out a call recently and I was talking to um, a friend of mine, Carities, uh Nina, who if you don't know is, is a, a Sea of Thieves streamer. She's been in, in the game since beta if not alpha uh her name her gamer tag is actually in the game uh if you head over to lost gold fort she is on the list of the most gold earned during the uh the i believe it was beta uh where she earned over a million gold and got her name on there um, but she's been playing the game forever and she started out on xbox and eventually moved to pc and the reason for it had a lot to do with this issue and if you're not familiar um I think uh, most expendable really did kind of break it down really well. If you're in on an Xbox, you can be in a party chat, but you can't be in game uh, voice chat. It's one or the other. Discord doesn't uh, doesn't set that up as well. The only thing Discord does is it uh, enables PC players to be lazy about joining Xbox parties um, because the sound audio is is uh, better quality in Discord. Uh, and I'm speaking specific to one person in this case. I'm not trying to call out all the PC players. I understand that that came came across as a very generalized statement. Um, rest assured, I am not trying to call anyone out except for one person. And, and, and if they're listening to this, they know exactly who they are and why I'm calling them out because I'm jabbing at them about this. But it's it is a shame. It's one of the things that really does separate. Uh, one of the one of the the main issues that that comes with having a cross platform game is how do you deal with uh, players across multiple types of platforms where audio is not restricted to uh, either a party or in-game chat it's odd to me that you can have in-game sound uh, from sea of thieves piping into your headphones and have uh, xbox party chat overlaid on top of that uh, but you can't hear in-game voice chat uh, at the same time. And it seems odd that, that that's not the case. Um, it, and it's something that I hope Rare has taken a look at, tried to work around. Um, it's, it's obvious to me that Rare understands that this is a problem, which makes me think that this is maybe an issue with Xbox because uh, Sea of Thieves has alternatives to speaking in-game. Um, they've worked very hard and have actually 
uh, changed the way that the pirate chat is set up. If you remember a while back, they actually changed the way that the uh, button controllers were and then added options to make sure that you could go back to the legacy layout of the controller uh, buttons. Um, but they've since changed it so that the right bumper is actually pirate chat. And it gives you access to be able to quickly access the uh, the the chat codes or or the the ahoy or uh, everything's fine or uh, we're friendly you know things like that to be able to talk to other people and unfortunately a lot of people don't really use that not many people really use that as a as an easy way to communicate with each other unless you're on Xbox only servers I myself tend to play uh, on my Xbox when I don't want to stream it, um, which means that I'm typically playing on Xbox only servers because as someone playing on Xbox, I, and, and someone playing on Xbox and on PC, I 100% support the, the fact that playing on PC affords you uh, a lot more perks um, it, it's a lot easier to deal with combat when you're on PC. You can really kind of move your mouse around. You have a lot more uh, movement, um, a range of movement. You can do a lot more just in general on PC. It's not quite as uh, on par as, say, like a, a just a straight FPS shooter like a, a Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty does a really good job of kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of the evening the playing field i guess would be a good way to kind of say it um like I, console players and pc players on call of duty it's it's a lot closer as far as parity goes uh as far as skill gap that's required and sea of thieves is just not there unfortunately um which means that if i'm going to be playing on xbox i try to play where i'm i'm going to be on the most even playing field as i possibly can i have no shame in saying that i play on xbox only servers because that's why they're there. I don't want to get trounced by someone on PC because it's not a fair fight. Uh, even if I'm bad at PvP, even if I'm great at PvP, um, there's only so much that I can do with a controller compared to a mouse and keyboard. I have a lot quicker access to uh, different types of, of items or equipment, things like that, that I can keybind um, a lot easily than, I'm, than if I'm playing on a, a controller. And I, and I say that with the full understanding that people are going to say, oh, well, I don't have problems with this. That's fine. I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to me. Uh, so knowing that going into this, um, I think about what happens when I do actually play on Xbox servers. And it's, it's genuinely 100% uh, right. When I am playing on Xbox servers, um, I don't really talk to other people. In fact, a lot of the time I don't even use headphones because I'm trying to relax. I'm trying to enjoy the the atmosphere of it. You know, I have my TV, I've got I've got my couch, I'm sitting in with my controller. I don't necessarily want to to jump in with anyone because I'm not planning on playing a whole long a, a whole long session. I'm just trying to do like a shorter session and just kind of enjoy my my uh, atmosphere as I'm as I'm playing on a nice big TV and screen. Um, so I, I sympathize with the most expendable here because it's not something that I think a lot of people really think about when it comes to content creation. Um, most streamers I've seen are on PC and, and, and that really does kind of speak to the complete I'm trying to think of what the word I want to use here. The disparity between PC and Xbox. Now, if you saw most players on Xbox on stream, I think that would be different. You know, Halo is a good example of this. I think a lot of 
Xbox players are on Halo because Halo has been on P has only been on Xbox for so long that you have decades of people or, or you know, you have people who've uh, learned how to play for decades on controller for Halo. Halo's combat is uh, tied very intrinsically to the layout of the buttons on the on the controller they've been very very meticulous about that right and sea of thieves while originated on xbox has been built cross play with pc and the options afforded to pc players uh really do speak to where people will tend to go if they play long enough so when i see streamers i typically see streamers with 60 plus fps with decent resolution they've got uh, mouse and keyboard to their advantage they've got in in-game voice and and um, discord going at the same time and it really does allow you to have private conversations but also be able to speak to other people if you need to and it's and it also speaks to the ease of of access to being able to type something out too because uh, for pc players they just have to hit t and it opens up a little type window. You type in what you want, and you hit enter, and you can go out and actually, um, you can go and actually uh, uh, communicate to people better than what just the pirate text is doing. Um, so I, I see where Rare has tried to make an effort to ease the difference between communicating with people um, on Xbox servers. It's it's clear that the intent is to have people in in-game voice chat. Uh, but what I think most expendable here brings up here is a, a very solid case for why we need to look at having a different option or at least having voice chat uh, in game voice chat be able to come through the audio on Xbox servers only, especially I would say on Xbox only servers, that would be fine. Have have a toggle that allowed you to, to turn on uh, in game voice come through whatever normal voice chat system that is coming in, uh, have that all just tied together with the actual game sound. Um, I don't know how that works as far as proximity chat. I don't know if those systems are completely separate. And the reason we have in-game proximity chat is purely because it's separated out from the rest of the game audio. Um, but I really do want to be able to have the ability to at least hear other people if, if they're talking to me in-game. So that way, if they're talking to me in game and it's not just someone holding up a trumpet a speaking trumpet to their to their face and me thinking oh i need to switch out a party chat and be able to go into in-game voice chat to see if they're actually talking to me or not or if this is just a weird bait um but it, it's it's true in the sense that there are conversations that i have with people and some of those conversations i really would rather not have people be able to hear and having the the option for people to be able to hear in-game voice conversations just so that i can be able to hear if someone's talking to me um really doesn't give me the opportunity to feel comfortable jumping into in-game voice and rares also tried to address that too they've tried to say like hey you know if you don't want to if, if you want to use in-game voice but you want to have a private conversation you can turn the speaking trumpet around and you can whisper to your crewmates and I really don't think that fixed the issue. I think that that really kind of, it, it put a little checkbox box 
next to the 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 lack of a of a feature that enables that but it is not the elegant solution that i think people actually wanted to have um so i think it, it's time or i think it's 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 time to kind of take a look and, and see if this is the case if people agree with this then we should probably kind of find a good way to kind of uh let rare know that this is still a pain point for xbox players and i do kind of wonder if maybe having in-game voice uh piped in through the game audio the way everything else is you know if a, if a shark spawns you hear it if you hear a keg go off you hear it it's not like it's a you know it's it's a proximity thing based thing in there as well too um you hear kegs or you hear cannon fire from far away it's all proximity based um i think in-game voice ought to come through on xbox servers um if they're using it so that way even if you even if you're in an xbox party and you're talking to someone if you hear someone calling out to you you can still hear it even if you're still in an xbox party um i think that might be the only way that you could actually have it so that rare controls that um but i think that that is a genuine a genuine concern that xbox players have um and it's a weird thing for us because it's not really an issue in most games like most games you really don't want to end up talking to other people because most other games are so competitive but voice and sea of thieves is potentially one of the greatest weapons in your arsenal uh being able to talk to someone and either convince them not to kill you or convince them to join your alliance being able to convince them uh, or persuade them to do something that they that you might not have been able to communicate through the the small options that you have through the the pirate chat radio um, is really important. But not being able to hear your crewmate who is on an island and needs your help because they're getting attacked by the other crewmate because your in-game voice uh, is being is being tied up with the other person that you're talking to that is detrimental. Like there's there's no way to to find a good balance between that the way pc players have it segregated off like discord is their private chat but they can still hear anyone talking in game and that is it's, it's very unique uh of, of a situation that we're in here but i would like to actually see like what happens with this what can be done to kind of address it or if rare could actually address that in one of their next podcasts um, it would be great to kind of hear some of the feedback from the team about what tools they have uh, looked into to see about kind of making this a, a little bit of an easier pain point for xbox players um, and, and just kind of find out like a little bit more about what are the roadblocks uh, in place that are preventing this from being something that is on par with what pc players can get uh, as a default um, but let me know what you guys think if you if you think that this is something that um, you don't really run into but I, I would really love to hear from the xbox players on this because i i also deal with this i understand it and i and i 100 support the idea that there needs to be a better workaround than currently what's going on um for for like the speaking trumpet the pirate text all of those are tools that we can use but they're not they're not as good as uh, the tools that current pc players are using so if you're on xbox and you feel this pain point let me know let me get the feedback about this so i can kind of uh let let some of the devs know that i talk to on a on a uh, infrequent basis and and kind of see if there's something that 
they've talked about or, or things that they've done, maybe they can go back to the drawing board and, and try and come up with a, another solution for what, what this issue is kind of bringing to the table here. But uh, thank you to the most expendable for, for writing in for, for doing this. It was a great idea for a, a topic for the show, uh, but we got some patch notes we need to get into. So let's get into that. Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any to VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time and if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that pirates, let's get back to the show. All right, so like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we are going to be diving into the release notes for 2.6.2. This is the uh first update after the hunter's cry and uh or no, after the hunter's cry? No. Why did I feel like it's after the hunter's cry? Gosh, it feels it sirens the sirens prize is what I meant. Um, but we got the spooky stuff, and I'm really excited about this because if you guys don't know, I I love this season. This is my favorite season. Um, so we got all the spooky stuff, and this time I actually I actually really like this stuff. So we got the bleak heart set now this is kind of the the emporium stuff that you'll find uh for real money um hopefully you guys all saved up some of those ancient coins that we got from the last community update uh, or last community day and uh have decided what you're going to do with them i bought the bleak banshee costume uh before i realized that the uh 15 um, bundle was up uh, where you can get the costume you can get the weapons and you can get the tankard as well as uh, the golden and uh, ancient coins that you typically do with those uh, bundles so just keep an eye out for that if, if you're looking to get this uh, costume set or if you want the weapons but I wanted to talk about these because the, uh, the the little blurbs that are going on with these are actually really, really kind of interesting. Um, the fun thing that I think a lot of people realized was is that uh, the Bleak Heart Banshee uh, ship collection is a very interesting one. Um, it is white and gold uh, with a, a very elaborate kind of uh, gold filigree that kind of goes around the outside of the sails as well as along the hull uh, it looks fantastic and the white itself is more of an off white more like an eggshell white um, that you'd see with a lot of uh, like lace and such uh, not to say that anything on this is lace but just to kind of help give you a, a, a mental image of what we're seeing here and in the middle of the sails as well as adorned on the actual um, flag is a heart with a little uh, key lock a little lock key um, shape uh, I can't think of what that would be a keyhole keyhole shape 
uh, out of the middle. Um, kind of think like the Heartless. If you uh, if you've ever played Kingdom Hearts, that might be a, a good comparison uh, for a visual representation. But it is just a gold heart with a little keyhole in the middle. And the whole set is uh, based around the idea of a forlorn lover who lost their betrothed or, or their uh, affianced, I guess would be a better, not betrothed, but their affianced uh, partner to the seas. And um, I, I love the costume with this. Uh, the costume, it looks like a, a wedding gown uh, with a, a skeleton who has the veil still down over their eyes, uh, but it is clear that they are a skeleton. They have the gray hands, the gray skeletal hands, and the gray uh, skeletal jawbone with the teeth uh, just visible underneath the actual veil. And there's a wreath of uh, white roses adorned on her head or, or its head, uh, and it has a necklace with the heart that has uh, uh, the keyhole on it around her neck, a pendant, if you will. And uh, she has gold shackles and the shackles uh have uh, broken chains on the ends of them really just a fantastic costume design for uh kind of that that uh cursed sea uh you know the the the, the bride to be that never could um out there uh and in the bleak heart set uh, I wanted to kind of dig into some of the actual pieces here because I think the the ship set itself has some really interesting lore tied to it that isn't really explained. And it, man, it got my mind racing. Uh, so the Bleak Heart Banshee flag has some nice flavor text that says, The locket on this flag is the same one that binds a ghostly lover to the mortal plane in the old sailor's fable. So like I just mentioned, that costume, that locket is around her neck. It binds her to the, the mortal uh, plane that we're in, um, which is, is, I just love that. Uh, and I'm curious to learn more about this uh, Bleak Hearts Manor that's, that's mentioned um, in, in all of these. So uh, the, the helm, the big giant clock that's uh, set to 420, which is a, a hilarious uh, weed reference, um, that... Uh, which, if you don't know, you may not know why it's 420, but 420 is the police code that is uh, the in, that used to be. It may may have changed, but it used to be the indicator that cops would call in uh, whenever they had to to call about um, picking up someone that had weed. Uh, they would they would call in a 420. So the, the you know weed enthusiasts took that and then decided to appropriate it to uh, 4 p.m. and 20 minutes. 420 would be the time that you would light up. Very funny, just kind of way it goes, but now 420 is locked in there with uh, other other famous numbers that I don't need to get into here. Uh, but the helm itself, the clock, uh, is apparently something that was salvaged from the burned down manor uh, that, that used to be in the grand drawing room. So this clock used to be like a big giant grandfather clock that was salvaged from the, the burnt manor of Bleak Heart Manor, which crazy now i want to understand what's going on here uh so the cannons were a token of esteem from the great sailor to the parents of their intended bride so the sailor that was planning on marrying this uh this banshee uh the cannons that are on this set were one that was actually intended as a gift to the parents uh, the the aristocrats who were the sailors um, of this bride uh, before the the tragedy of the of their story kind of culminated and the figurehead says 
that the that the banshee still or that the the woman actually and this is really interesting this was the thing that i actually really thought was kind of cool um the figurehead there's two types of figureheads obviously with all of the uh with all of the different um cosmetic sets that we get there's always like a a, a basic one and then a not basic but the essentials one and then the collector's edition right and there's a, a little more elaborate uh design to the collector's edition you know things move things glow stuff comes off it, it, there's always something a little bit unique to it right well the essential one is a woman in gold uh in in a in a dress with a veil and she is the the figurehead for for the essential one the collector's one is the banshee version of that it's the skeleton in the veil on the figurehead and it's really I, I love that they decided to have both sides of the story with this uh with this set it's it's really cool looking uh kind of reminds me of the the white version of the the ledger cosmetics that we got for athena's fortune where we had the white and gold uh motif for the uh the ghost, ghostly athena set um, but the figurehead says, uh, still clinging to hope, this solemn bride-to-be waits eternally for a soulmate who will never walk down the aisle. It just breaks my heart, man. Uh, in the sales uh, detail says that mirroring the ornate gold detailing on a forgotten music box, these sales feel almost too lavish to unfurl. Which is so so interesting to think like there there was a music box involved with this, probably a gift or one that was uh, kind of very cherished for the this bride to be. Um, and the collector's figurehead is is uh, really interesting because it it has this kind of twisted nature to it that I I just I really do love the the difference in the two figureheads. Um, but the the bleak heart set is is available now if you want to get that. There's the uh, there's the, the smaller bundle that just has like the the essentials where it's the um, the flag, the hull, the sails, and the figurehead. Just that set. Uh, that's uh, $14.99 in ancient coin, uh, which is like 15 bucks. They've got the standard bundle, which is 25 bucks. That has um, you know the cannons, the wheel. Uh, the capstan, the cannon flare, plus the stuff that's in the essentials, and then of course the collector's pieces, the the, the elaborate sales, the the different figurehead. Uh, those are all uh, of course uh, seven ninety nine or, or or eight bucks each, um, depending on where you're at. Uh, and the the tankards, uh, uh, something that was included with the bundle that I mentioned, the 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 uh, banshee bundle that is in the emporium as well, I believe for four ninety nine uh, ancient coins, and that also has a little bit of a little interesting kind of little blurb to this uh, and it says that this tankard is supposedly the one that was used in the ritual that transformed uh, a heartbroken bride-to-be into the vengeful specter so whatever was used this tankard was used to change her into this banshee and now the locket that's around her neck is is what's keeping her tied to this plane uh, of existence which is just like th they've literally built up this really interesting story behind this cosmetic set and the theme around it is really really well crafted it's not just your oh this is another weird thing that they're putting into the emporium it's like no there's their story tied to this and the story is is part of the lore of sea of thieves i really want to know where this bleak heart manor is i want to know how it burned down i want to know what killed the sailor i want to know uh what this this woman was thinking when she realized like what happened to her her beloved husband to be 
and what caused her to go to whatever person or whatever whatever thing drove her to insanity that would make her want to find this tankard to be able to add it to this ritual to cause her to be trapped forever in this banshee form like what a freaking cool story like that that's the cinematic story that i want to see like if sea of thieves was a was a weekly show or you know like a little mini series on netflix or hbo or something like i want to i want to see that episode arc i want to see that that five episode uh, arc of of bleak heart manor in sea of thieves like her wanting to to get married him wanting to get married something happens you know like the, the possibilities are, are endless, but what a really interesting little story to come out of this set. Something that I don't typically see, especially given that the, the last couple sets that we have really haven't, you know, really done it for me or, or really shown any kind of unique uh, lore tied to what's going on with Sea of Thieves. So I just, I really wanted to talk about that. Also, uh, by the way, don't forget the Skull Crusher emote is available now. That's the free one you can get. If you want to get the Skull Crusher emote, it's free. Just log in, go into the Emporium. Even if you don't ever plan on buying anything, I always recommend jumping in there, there just to get the free emotes or whatever, you know, a free tankard, whatever they're doing. Uh, because I, I really do think that that's, you know, it's, it's fun just to get some free stuff in there. It's nice of them to be able to do that. They don't have to do that, but they do that so getting into the rest of uh, the patch notes the rest of the patch notes are actually tied to game improvements so i figured i wanted to talk about some of these because it's nice that we uh, have been getting content 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 uh, now we're getting fixes and fixes i think are the thing that everyone can really kind of sit get behind um, so there's been a rebalance for fairy times across crew sizes so following the reduction to the fairy of the damned wait time in previous updates these times have undergone undergone further adjustments to provide a more balanced experience across all crew sizes so solo crews will now be held for 15 seconds two pirate crews for 19 seconds three pirate crews for 23 seconds and four pirate crews are going to be for 25 seconds and i just want to point out that originally i said that the the solo crews were 15 seconds and I was told I was wrong. So this is me saying, Rare is saying it's 15 seconds. Two pirate crews, duo sloops, uh, you're going to be 19 seconds. Briggs, you're going to be 23. Uh, galleons are going to be 25. But it's based off of the crew, not the ship size. Just a reminder, crew size, not ship size. So galleons with three people should be 23 seconds. Two player brigs should be 19 seconds. Four player crews on, on two sloops, doesn't matter you're, you're still going to be 25 seconds if you're a galleon crew but you're on two sloops if you hijack two sloops still going to be 25 seconds um the other thing that came with this was the replace gamer tags and replace ship names so players can now choose to replace gamer tags or ship names independently this allows creators who want to protect themselves and others they meet on the seas to see captain ship names if they choose um, this is something that really does kind of narrow down to a few community members out there who are streamers who um, are a little more protective about getting stream sniped which is fine that's their prerogative uh, but it has kind of kind of it's been to the detriment of Captain C as a whole. Like they, they aren't really 
they aren't really using captain ships or they're not using their captain ships because they know that once people tie their name to their ship, then it, it's not a matter of them really having the upper hand of anonymity on the Sea of Thieves. As soon as people see their ship name, they'll know exactly who that is, which to me personally does kind of go against the nature of captaincy. At least for me, the nature of captaincy has always kind of been building a reputation for your ship. That's always the, the intended idea in my mind of like having a feared ship, knowing, you know, who's, who's going to be out there. Um, I will never forget of Reaper's Bane. The Reaper's Bane will always be that, that, that duo sloop crew that really, really was hard to deal with. Um, meanwhile, the PVE warlords crew, not so hard and granted that was kind of funny because the pve warlords were the ones came looking for a fight um and oh so let's see i yep covered that covered that so we're good on those are kind of the gameplay improvements right so let's get into fixed issues uh gameplay vanquishing emergent skeleton captains will now progress the hunter of cursed captains commendation if you've been uh having a hard time wondering how come that hasn't been going up that should hopefully help out Keep an eye out for me. If you do see me, feel free to let me know. I always love finding when people are, or I love seeing when people happen to find me out in the game. And hopefully I give you guys a good skull. I hope I give a, a villainous every time, or at least a, uh, a, a, you know, like a, a hated skull. You know, I, I always shoot for villainous whenever I get killed, but you know, it, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes I have bad days. Players who are away from their ship when migrating servers will now drop any hen held items before migrating something i didn't realize was uh, an issue um, and also uh, th these were some good changes i hope that these changes are actually in working well because uh, passing through the tunnels of the damned uh, which is usually what people do when they're when they're uh, hopping servers or when they're portaling to different servers i don't want to say server hopping because server hopping can be completely different than portal hopping uh, i think portal hopping is just when you're throwing down the tall tail you go through the portal you lose anything that's on your boat, but you still maintain all the supplies. Server hopping to me means that you are jumping on a server fresh. You don't have any supplies. You haven't bought anything yet. And you're going into uh, a server with uh, a fresh boat. Um, and then if it doesn't work out, then you leave that server. You jump on another server with a fresh boat. Um, so maybe we could kind of start using a little bit of different lingo when we're talking about uh, portaling versus server hopping. That might help kind of give give people an idea like, oh, that that Reaper 5 came out of a portal. So they portaled. They didn't server hop, uh, even though technically they server hopped. I understand. Uh, yeah, I, I can already hear you guys telling me that I'm, I'm dumb about this, but that's OK. Uh, cargo runs should now appear on emergent maps found in insider or inside barrels, which is nice because uh, cargo runs are still one of those things I have to do. Now, as long as those count towards the Athena commendations, I'm fine with it. Uh, but I would like to make sure that that still happens. Now we get into some of the details with the Legend of the Veil voyage, uh, voyages. Players will once again encounter shipwreck graveyards during the Legend of Veil voyages that's been turned back on. If you don't know, there was a bug that people were uh, uh, spawning a bunch of those. They would get the shipwreck uh, graveyards. They would uh, mark where they were located and then they would cancel the voyage and they would keep doing that until they got a whole bunch of loot that would uh, float to the top after they um, after they'd canceled a bunch of them. And then they would go up, scoop up all the loot and not do the voyage and just get the gold from it. It was kind of a, a real kind of cheeky way to get around um, actually doing the veil voyages. 
Uh, but that that was turned off for a while because of that. So we didn't have shipwreck graveyards for a while, which is hurtful to the commendations because you have to do shipwreck graveyards if you want to progress some of those uh, milestones as well as, as commendations, if I recall. Um, during a Legend of the Veil voyage, crews should now be consistently directed to the next quest after completing the initial quest from Bell. Something I appreciate. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes it was unclear uh, what happened. Starting the canceling, starting and canceling Legend of the Veil voyages, which is what I just spoke about, should now ensure that the treasure from shipwreck graveyards is removed from the world. So it's not going to cause any latency issues as far as I understand it. The performance should be maintained and it's not going to give people a cheeky way to get around actually going out and doing the voyage. Uh, moving into Captains of Adventure. The first captain ship to join a server should now consistently retain previous saved ship decorations. We had previously known that that had been an issue. Like if you didn't, if you didn't get on your ship, uh, or if you got onto a server and your ship didn't have any of the sh the ship decorations, um, you lost out on the gold for that. And that was it, it. Really turned people off from saving their their uh actual ship cosmetics the way that you would you would hope would be the case, being that it is a captain ship. Finding out that it's actually the first captain ship on a server, very interesting uh, caveat to why that was happening, but sure enough, that's what was going on. Also, saving a customization to a captain ship should now consistently ensure that the item is equipped the next session. Um, I, I'm wondering if this is one of those situations where people could, uh, where, where Rare could maybe knock down the cost of saving the cosmetics. Um, to be able to save them granted now that they're you know staying there the the invested cost or the cost investment is a little less so if you're if you're not changing the look of your ship uh that often but um interesting kind of way to have a gold sink in in my mind this this was always kind of an odd one for me uh in the shipwright stock shop voyages will now appear locked and unavailable for purchase if a ship does not have enough space to store the voyage good way to make sure that People aren't losing money because they're buying voyages that they can't buy. Also, after migrating servers, players should now consistently see all purchased captain's voyages on their captain's bookshelf. I like that. That just makes me happy. Continuing down the line, let's keep going. Uh, captain's log customizations should no longer reset after migrating servers. I appreciate that. Crews will no longer be offered the option to restore a ship if the ship is already in pristine condition. Crews defeating specific skeletons, such as gold skeletons and plant skeletons, will now progress the expected milestones. Trinkets now have a small chance to be nudged if they are submerged in water, which basically means that your ship is taking on water, which is probably not a good thing anyway. Uh, players who skip the captaincy tutorial 10 times will no longer be shown the tutorial in their next session. Really weird timing, really weird number for that. I'm going to let that one kind of ride if, if that's the case. Milestones related to tall tale completions will now progress as intended for larger crew sizes. Now you can go back out and start working on some of those tall tales. Within the captain's log, quest, quests completed in the current voyage will now progress as intended for larger crew sizes. When purchasing a trinket tier, players no longer have to close and reopen the shipwright's shop to buy the next tier. Retrieved captain's logs will now advise players to take them to the reaper's hideout to be cashed in. And realigning a trinket will now, now cause controller vibration. That's a good accessibility one right there. 
Uh, scorched forsaken ashes and the silent barnacle tables, chairs, curtains, and chandeliers now use the correct colors and match the rest of the items in their set. And the text within the captain's log regarding pets has now been corrected. And that's it for the captaincy or captains of adventure stuff. Um, there has been some good changes as far as uh, some of the the um, other things that are going on as far as like environment, visual and audio and text and localization stuff. Uh, one thing that I wanted to call out, and this is this is kind of a fun one here. Um, not it was probably I would say maybe like three or four weeks ago I was hanging out on insiders uh just doing my hour not really interacting with anything and I was at ancient spire outpost and as I was just kind of sitting there waiting for my my ship to lazy beard out because generally I just lazy beard out four times and that gets me my hour um I was hanging out on ancient spire and I got really bored and uh instead of like working on something else or, or being productive i sat there and stared at the at the screen because honestly sea of thieves is just really beautiful to look at especially over on ancient spire outpost and i was wandering around and i noticed that there are these little incense burners and the little incense burners um if you don't know are just those little dishes with a little candle on them um and i noticed that in the little caveway in uh the second spire on ancient spire outpost they were in the rock and I thought, oh, man, you know, the, something shifted in the world um, and these were moved. They didn't get shifted around with uh, the rest of the things when, when they were moving, whatever they were moving, because stuff always moves if you don't know. And as such, the incense burners were kind of stuck in the rock. So I thought, yeah, you know what? I'm on here. I'm in insiders. I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to put in a ticket. And sure enough. Here it is right here in the uh, right here in the patch notes as if it was calling out to my specific ticket. I'm, I'm pretty sure other people probably put this ticket in. But right here in the in, in the actual patch notes, it says the incense burners at Ancient Spire Outpost will no longer intersect with the rocks around them. And I had to think, you know, I had a hand in that, even if I don't know it, even if I can't prove it. I had a hand in that and it just, I just wanted to kind of like toss it out there. If you guys are on insiders and like me, you don't necessarily want to be spoiled. Um, but you also want to make sure that things are looking good. Wander around wherever you're at. If you go on an Island and you're just looking around, just kind of check out some of the stuff that's around, see if it's in place, see if it's, you know, in the right spot. You know, if you're not going to interact with the content, cause obviously you want to get the insider, uh, weekly stuff done so that you can get the time in. Uh, but you don't necessarily want to get spoiled with any of the content that's in there. Um, just take a look around you. See if there's anything out of place. Put a ticket in. You're, you know, a little QA stuff. Feel good about yourself. Because um, you never know. Might show up in the actual patch notes one day. And you might read it and think, oh, I did that. And you'll be able to put that little meme uh, of Leonardo DiCaprio with the, uh, the glass of whatever he's drinking pointing at the television screen while he's on his couch. I'm not going to do that. But you know that I would do that if I didn't already talk about it here. So that was uh, one of the few things that was kind of moved around. Um, they talked about some of the places that you uh, were getting stuck that you're no longer getting stuck. Uh, I found a really fantastic palm tree in, uh, in, in the devil's roar um, that I got stuck in uh, the other day and it, it, it almost made me want to quit the game. I think I actually logged out, um, but I can't remember if I died or if I logged out. It was so long ago. 
but they've kind of worked on some of those things. If you find those, please, 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 please report them that way. I don't have to get stuck in them in the future. Uh, I, I appreciate and thank you in the in, in advance. Um, and really, the, the main things that are still kind of going out are the, the reduced server performance uh, when, when things are busy, um, but also ranged and melee hit detection, still an issue for the known issues uh, in the patch notes. Um, I will say that there was a uh, survey that went out to see these players. If you got the email, you may have actually taken it. Uh, but there was a, a email that went out that basically asked about server performance in particular. And it was just a survey to kind of get the, a general scope for how people actually feel about the server performance. And as I was doing it, I read through every single question and the questions were very particular about the most recent uh, events, like the last couple of weeks, right? Not like the overall from the last six months, but just the more recent events that, that they wanted to get some feedback on. So I, I, I answered honestly, and uh, I feel like that, that my answers were on par with what I've generally experienced, um, where sometimes I do have issues. I don't always have issues, but every once in a while I'll see an issue. And because of that, I feel like um, that the, the server performance is not quite where I would like to have it. Uh, so I, I wanted to, you know, toss that out there and, and thank Rare for being diligent enough to think about creating a survey that would go out to everyone, not just content creators, not just, you know, people who are in the community, but to everyone. Uh, who signed up for emails that afforded uh, the the player base to really kind of give some honest feedback, uh, heated or not, uh, you know, feedback is is feedback. And if it's heated, then they understand it's a, a hot topic, obviously. Uh, but it's it's nice to, God, I got to stop playing with stuff when I'm recording. Uh, but it's nice that they're doing this because they realize it's a concern. They want to make sure that they address it. And if it's something that's big enough that the survey kind of reflects that a large portion of the community are having issues with it, then they can kind of say like, okay, we were planning on doing this, this, and this. It's clear that the community feels like this is a bigger issue and as such we should probably put this higher up on the priority list than a couple of these other things right and i and i'm glad that they're doing this i would welcome them to do this uh more in the future so that they can kind of keep that that closer connection to what the general populace is actually saying about the game as opposed to kind of the vocal minority on social media or or in twitch and stuff you know really kind of give uh the the broad scope of how people feel about the game and it's in its current state so thank you rare for doing that i really appreciate you reaching out and willing be willing to take that feedback uh from the community regardless of of what you heard uh either from like you know twitter messages and replies or facebook messages all of that stuff like it's nice to kind of feel like we're being heard regardless of who we are um and and that kind of wraps up pretty much everything as far as the patch notes go uh this was a smaller patch um if you're on steam it was like less than seven gigs if you're xbox series x it was uh less than seven gigs it was um like 4.5 on series s and stuff 
Thankfully, me and a fairy in the community didn't have to reinstall the entire thing. And shout out to her, by the way. If you guys don't know Mina Ferry, she's one of the moderators in the Discord server. Fantastic person. It was so good uh, to actually get to meet her at SOT Fest. She recently, during uh, EGX, got an opportunity to get her uh, tattoo done. And her tattoo is of the Keelhauled logo. Now, we talked about this on the community episode, but I didn't get a really chance to kind of say this. Um, I think it, it's probably one of the the coolest things that I've ever I've ever had. I've never created anything like this podcast. I've never uh, done anything like this before. And having this be the the first chance to really kind of of build something for people um, has been a fantastic experience. And one of the the greatest gifts I could ever have is is the people that come to it. Uh, but the fact that that Mina was willing to actually um, get the tattoo of the podcast on her arm because of the friends that she's met through this community is one of the the best. It was one of the best things I think I've I've ever seen in this in my entire life. Never had anything like it. So thank you, Mina, for for even thinking that that this community is 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 worth uh, doing something like that. Because I'm I think I'm next on the list. I think I'm gonna go out. And I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my my community's logo tattooed on me because it has meant that much to me. I already have the the Reapers mark on here. I might as well go full bore get the Keelhauled logo tattooed on me as well too because I am gonna I'm gonna live with this community for the rest of my life if I can, man. Because I I really do love the Sea of Thieves community. I really love my community, and you guys make it worth it every single day, every week. I do this podcast. I think about how much you guys are out there loving the game, loving each other, and loving this stuff. So thank you to everyone, uh, and I think that's going to do it. So Pirates, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. You can head over to Twitter, at uh, C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Um, and I think I actually, now that I'm actually thinking about it, I think I actually got a review recently. I get these emails from Chartable, and Chartable always tells me um, if, I've, if I've got like a, a, an, an update that's come in right. Um, so I think I actually got a review. Yeah, I did. Okay, so this one came from uh, Captain Dog 666 and it was five stars. It says, uh, mega awesome podcast. Captain Logan has done a stunning job to explain or add explaining the lore, the latest news, and the other stuff happening in Sea of Thieves. Keep up the great work and I'll see you in the Sea of Thieves. And with that, Pirates, I think if you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. On Twitter, at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Uh, it, by the email, like um, uh, uh, Most Expendable did, C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. That is the show email address. You can email me there. You can join the Discord. There's still the Sherpa program going on. Uh, if you need help with Sea of Thieves, if you want to get together with some other people to, to learn the, the literal ropes of sailing uh, or combat, there's there's plenty of Sherpas that are willing to uh, jump in and, and set up a time with you to, to kind of get going. Uh, and I think that's going to do it. So Pirates, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you in the Sea of Thieves. Radio Podcast. Spark shows for 
interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside.